Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. It is your monthly news recap. All the boys are here. The comrades are are checking in for duty. We are we've little each newsies brought... on our stands with yeah, our newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> extra, extra. We've all brought in some some interesting stories to uh, just basically do a little bit of a recap on what happened in the month the month of february my birthday month folks it was a it was a pretty good it was a pretty good month there were some some good releases that came out some controversial releases i played through seven games in the month my of february in the, the shortest month of the year the man to, to can't be, be stopped yeah to be fair to be fair at least three of them were holdovers from january and earlier like i'm counting dragon age origins which i had started last year you know as a stream game and eventually got fed up with it and took it off stream and was just like okay I, this is taking too long i'm done with this game but i the you know i've i've said this before the the autist part of my brain just like refuses, <laughs> refuses to put th- to put things down it's like i've started i've committed I uh, think you I, mean the auteur. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say like like auteur, but for autism. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. It's like I, I buy into the sunk cost fallacy so hard. You know, I can't I, I can't escape that one. Um meanwhile, I, I'm the opposite. <laughs> yeah. You're just like you're just like picking games here left and right, left and right. But you were playing some control last night. How how far have you gotten in control? Yeah, I'm I'm moving through control pretty well. I've gotten uh I was looking at the main storyline because I do, I am kind of rushing to the end of it just to move to my next games. But is it a side quest heavy game? I didn't, I never, I expect it to be pretty linear. It's, it's definitely pretty linear, but there is a decent amount of side content, additional, uh, like force powers you can unlock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it does a lot of like, they, so, the hiss are the enemy in control and you'll get you know like those timed destiny events it kind of does that in game where like a warning will pop up and you can run to an area and kill a bunch of hiss and get some additional rewards so you can you can do lots of shit but uh, yeah similar like like spider-man just their crimes crimes, yeah. yeah um so I'm I'm I was doing more of that initially, but I've kind of just started mainline story, and I I think I'm at like the 70, 65 percent mark in cool. terms of the main storyline. So I have all the forest powers now. Uh, Is it called pretty enjoyable. forest powers? Yeah, I was going to ask. What do they call? What do they call? I know it's colloquially what everyone refers to. Probably like better. psychokinesis. Uh, what do they call it? They don't really call it how powers. No one's really concerned about my abilities. All the conversations are much more focused around um, what's happening at the Bureau of Control and like my character's driving story, which I won't spoil, even though that game's old. But um, yeah, thank thank you for not spoiling for me because I do want to. Play. Yeah, I know, I know you want to play. It's really fun. I, I really enjoy it. the force. The force powers feel so much better than Jedi. It's it's my, not even crazy. Say, here's it's, my question. It's ridiculous. Here's my question to you: lightsaber to your head right now, Cal Kestis or Control Lady? <laughs> uh, I'm a hundred. Who's walking taking, out alive? I'm a hundred percent. Which red? Which redhead? Say which redhead? Wins? Which redhead? Yeah, <laughs> I'm taking Faden. She's she's so much better, and she's you know. She's she's a good looking girl. She's a little I, cuter than Cal, in my opinion. Just a little bit. Um, yeah. So, uh, folks who maybe caught our stream yesterday is a little bit of a makeup stream. Um, which here, let me explain why I I had to make I like, postponed and made <laughs> yes, it. Yeah, and, I want to hear this. <laughs> and 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 then pushed off my first dream it was a it was a factor of two things one is irrelevant and one is relevant to the podcast so basically thursdays are my normal stream day um i had just a bad day on thursday so it started off with i was using our new snowblower to snowblow some like we just like had some some melting stuff that was that was in some newly accessible bits so i had to just you know snow snowblow the driveway you know 
I like completely forgot that there was this old ass fucking welcome mat in front of the door, and like you know the door like had net like had never gotten cleared out, and you know now I learned for a good reason. Um, sucked up the the welcome mat and you know broke off the shear pins that keep the fucking auger blades moving and so I had to like figure out how to first get it to release the the mat that it ate and then remove and replace the auger pins and so that was frustrating and like that was bad but then I was also I, I, I had started my journey into Elden Ring with my samurai build and was just beating my head against a fucking brick wall <laughs> um just like was not having a good time was just not having a good time I was in such a bad mood so it's just like I was just like I am not going to be entertaining I'm not going to be a, a a lively presence for stream so I'll just you know push it off and then decided to uh change up you know I, I was only like three hours in so I really did not lose a whole lot um and just you know like now's the time to if I'm going to switch now's the time I, I changed up from samurai to prisoner and it's just oh my god it's been fucking night and day I have fully become Elden pilled um and I've like been talking to Matt all the time like probably impeding his productivity in terms of like <laughs> you know like because you know he's got he's also got you know the mental illness where it's just like you know like I I've I've you know I'm picking at like the thing that he loves the most so he'll just put down everything else to just <laughs> send, send me essays on, on Elden Ring. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say lowering productivity but happiness just increasing. Yeah, yeah, dopamine <laughs> just off the chart. <laughs> I I was actually insanely productive yesterday on top of because of the dopamine. Yeah, yeah good, yeah. I got like eight or nine drawings out in one day. Good. It was a, damn. but yeah, so I, I was just like, oh yeah, it was a makeup stream. I don't actually need to play my regular game. And I'm just so like fucking engrossed in Elden Ring now that um, just did an Elden Ring stream last night. Um, so I, I'm fully immersed. I, I'm there, baby. It's uh, I, I've, I've had several of the moments where it's just been, been like, okay, I, I, I get what, you know, what all the hype is about. I get why, like, I, I've had those moments where it's just, you know, like the, I know they're not like emergent gameplay because these things are heavily curated in that sense. Um, but it just, it feels like, it feels like, oh my God, like, you know, this is just something uh, like, you know, uh, like, again, to use the word that is just emerging out of nowhere. It's like when I encountered that first dragon, you know, where it's just like, I just like swoops down and destroys I, the encampment. I beat, the, I beat the boss that like, you know, that I had been beating my head against the wall uh, with the samurai, you know, getting nowhere, spent like two hours on this st stupid, like easy boss using the, the prisoner. Like I go in, I trounce him in like one go come out i'm like you know i'm just like picturing like my 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 guy just you know walking out full of swagger lucky then, squire yeah yeah and then and then just the music swells and you know the fire dragon ag heel just fucking swoops down and you know he's like he you know he's shows you know he's the big dick you know in in, in this area he's you know posted up until you take him out and i eventually you know got up you know high enough level and you know figured his move set out and eventually took him out yesterday and haven't even made further progress since then so i'm just but it was just like wow such an incredible moment to just like to see the the world living and breathing and changing like that was so cool um but yeah that's enough of that we've we've already had so many elden ring podcasts <laughs> in, our, in our past yeah, so you started this off and said this was campaign comrades but i'm i'm fairly certain right now we are campaign tarnished yeah. <laughs> i'm i am i'm fully there like I know we've got things coming up for the podcast as well for our gaming episodes. And I'm like ahead of the curve in that regard. But like I was, I had originally been like, oh yeah, I'll try when I finish Link's Awakening for our upcoming Zelda episode, I'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll finally actually get into Breath of the Wild too. And I'm just realizing, no, I can't. Uh, I tried to warn you. I can't, I, I can't and shouldn't do both. Um, so I'm just going to be trying to mainline Elden Ring to enjoy the experience, but like, I'm not going to like, I'm going to know life it, you know, not mainline it. I'm not going to just like go critical path yeah. only. I'm going to try to get as much out of it That's as I can. That's a key distinction. Yeah. There's a lot there. Yeah. Are we, so. did we all go prisoner build? Ah, stop. Ah, never mind. I'm shutting this down because you know what? We're going to have to do an Elden Ring episode. Uh, so eventually, once, every, once everyone's fully played through, but at this point, yeah. Um, the answer was yes, though. We all went prisoner. 
Uh, all right, but so you know right, what I'm a prisoner of. Yes, Our first story. Yeah. They've got they've got his balls under lock. And <laughs> so my my year us? is just going to be spent in so many so many hours in like two games. Yeah, just the anticip- the anticipation is is palpable coming through the screen here. Just one of those things that, uh, like, it was really cool to uh, see all the rumors substantiated uh, later on. And if you haven't picked up on it yet, I'm talking about Final Fantasy 16, uh, and the the rumors that had been that there would be an early preview uh, at the end of February, early March where they were going to release some gameplay, do some interviews, you know, get some uh, content creators in the building to get their hands on it so they can, you know, get get the wheels of the hype machine moving, you know, interview Yoshi P. You know, oh, always they're get... turning. They're turning. These wheels, yeah. they are returning. Yeah. I mean, ev- everyone who's had their hands on, obviously there's always the grain of salt that must be said before all this that, uh, you know, there's contractual obligations of, you know, you know, say nice things more <laughs> or less, you know. Like make sure make sure you enjoy, like uh do you make want sure people uh, early access uh the next time? Yeah. 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 yeah you want you want us to fly you out to Japan for an all expenses like week trip to play uh, our new video game. Uh you're gonna have to make sure that you're nice. But beyond that, the the stuff that was shown just looked incredible. Like it looked like that devil may cry uh hack and slash combat, like fully realized with a uh, Final Fantasy world over the top. I don't know if anyone else here watched any. Well, I'm super excited for, you know, just a, a fanta- fully fantasy uh, world. You know, like, I, I love the sci-fi elements of various um, Final Fantasy games, but, like... It had really turn- jumped the shark to a certain extent. Uh, right. I mean, well, fucking, fucking Final Fantasy 15 has a flying car, right? Isn't mm-hmm. isn't the, well, the, the, the boy band's car, can it, like... To- to, to be fair, wing is like fair, a Batmobile, basically. <laughs> Final Fantasy has always been defined by having airships, and that sure. was their that was their nod to the airship. Okay, it's always a thing you get in late game that allows you to traverse the map much easier because you can just fly over everything. Yeah, but I do I do get your point that the flying car was goofy, and yeah, really I'm hard, not saying in a bad really way. Hard to I'm not land. saying in a bad way. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in a bad way i love goofy shit come on no no um, it was fun to play but like it definitely when you watch it happen the first time you're like okay they've uh they've turned their car from a uh the prince's royal escort vehicle to a monster truck to a plane hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. um but yeah no i i have uh i've watched some of the footage a bunch of the interviews uh i'm excited like the my my big the biggest thing that excites me the most is like how they have changed and uh uh or how they're incorporating you know your summons you you're the icons in this yes. in this game how it's no longer just like the summons are these big beasts that you literally you know summon in and they and they fight and do these things instead you fucking turn into the giant fucking beasts and you have yes. like full-on fucking you know rumble matches with other icons and shit i'm like that's just so cool they they showed off like uh th- this game's version of like the devil trigger form in mm-hmm. uh devil may cry so that you know we're we're going to get lots of transformation lots of power ups you know big numbers they already showed it there's a like you can turn it on so there's damage numbers on the screen and see see the big number go up well that's classic you that's know, a staple yeah that's a staple yes. of final fantasy right okay well, that and yeah, uh, I, hack and slash games tend to. Yeah, yeah. But you know, just personally, you, I I cannot wait to be to turn into Shiva, giant ice mommy. Um, yes, please. I like that they said uh, they focused on Earfit because they felt like he'd been ignored, and I'm just sitting there like pointing at Final Fantasy 15 as he was like the main, the main villain of that. And <laughs> yeah, interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess there are maybe some more. I. Uh, ones that like that are that that have become i mean i, I was about to say that like, more become that have become more iconic but like no you free it like is in you know so much of the all the different promotional material it's yeah. the first one you get in the final fantasy 7 remake and yep i mean it's cool that they're uh keeping um i'm gonna butcher this name because i haven't played final fantasy 14 
and I've only encountered her in a side quest in 15, but I think it's Garuda. 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 Yeah. The, the wind yeah. Uh, icon. But it's cool to see her brought back. Um, she was a very popular addition in 14. Yeah. Controlling the big the acons. Is that, is that, am I saying that right? I think it's just, think it's just icon, isn't it? Icon. <laughs> You, you transform it's and it's a, just Akon up there. Yeah, Akon yeah, convict music. <laughs> Soul Survivor. Uh, Matt, so like, how are you going to pick between Zelda and this with them coming out a month from each other? Oh, that's, that's, that's nuts. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, well, well here's the thing, he's, right? He's like, they scratch before. different itches. We'll see, and I'll let you answer this as well, but like they, you know, one thing that's also that's really vibing with me is that they're explicitly like, you know, we're not making Final Fantasy 16 to an open world game. It is a yeah. linear experience. Fair. So I don't think it's going to be nearly as long to get through. Yes. But yeah, still, that's tough for you. I was, we'll be, that, that's we'll my perspective those, is that they're going to scratch time. different itches for me, whether or not it's going to be like a straight story driven game, uh, shorter in length or, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, which I'm expecting to be you know, the same level of openness that Breath of the Wild had from the start, which is going to, you know, open itself up much more. But I was able to play Breath of the Wild alongside other games because Breath of the Wild was like my, my safe space. You know, that's my, uh, that's my Minecraft. Zelda, okay. I mean, I don't want to get into it because we're, we're going to have an upcoming. That's another episode, episode upcoming. It. But like, you know, I like, you know, obviously, uh, I missed out on a lot of, you know, earlier kind of main Nintendo series outside of like your Mario type games. Um, and Zelda was one of them. Um, and just playing through a bunch of these games for the podcast, it's like become one of my new like favorite series. It's just like, it's got such a cozy atmosphere, even in the darker kind of elements. Yeah. It's very comforting. Well, and you're playing the Link's Awakening remake. Oh, which is so good. Like I, I love that art style. I'm so I'm so sick in the fact that I just want them to take like all of the handheld uh, Zelda games, just put them in that art style. Sure. Just I'd resell them to me one at a time. I'll pay I'd it. I'll do it. Yep. I would I would I would buy them. I would play it. They got yeah, me. I, I'm playing I'm playing Matt's copy right now of Link's Awakening and I've ordered my own. It won't get here till after I'm done with it, but like I'm still glad to have to have I mean a it's copy. a good game for like Harry too at some yeah, point. For, for the net for the nephews it's going to be a good one that's that's that was a big reason why i got it um uh yeah right. but yeah it's going to be a tough couple months for matt like i know i mean it's it's uh i mean i'm going to be scheduling some time off for the tears of the kingdom weekend <laughs> gonna probably take the friday of uh arrival maybe monday tuesday maybe make it a five day Oof, nice really put really putting in the gamer hours we'd love to see it um but yeah there was there was a uh you know there was a lot of a lot oh, you're in a lot of ways we we're like inundated with a lot of shit coming out like there's a lot of outlets getting um getting different uh, hands-on footage and different interviews. Uh, inter interviews with with the groups uh with with the developers um and i mean the, the, before we get to the the next one because it's a good transition but uh you know what do you take matt for the the contingent of final fantasy fans that do not like the transition to full-on action combat i mean on the one hand i understand the fact that like Traditionally, the turn-based combat was the thing that uh, drew you towards the franchise. You know, it's hard to make that uh, shift if, you know, these more hack-and-slashy action-style games aren't really your thing. Um, that That's always kind of hard to see. And, um, like, the, there's always the rumors and the stuff on the, the back burner of, like, various other of the older um final fantasy games getting well there's yeah there's still there's the rumor versions the, of remakes in the, and in the hope that you know that that final fantasy tactics is being remade yes and is, there's uh stuff like final fantasy 9 has supposedly had a remake in the works for a while that's supposed to like keep the traditional turn-based aspects so 
was 15 15 wasn't turn based though was it nope. 15 is action style combat okay but isn't it very much like the seven remake it's it's got the atb yeah yes more so or less that that is action combat with some things that have essentially boiled down to quote-unquote turn based they're not turns it is more like you it, can like it slows time down to nearly yeah. a stop and you can pick through some stuff got it which i really I mean, liked i like the atb style I, I like that kind of thing and and i obviously i'm a huge turn-based fan i enjoy all of that stuff but you know i'm cool with that, yeah you know? and for me um i definitely lean more the opposite so like having a more con- a more action combo of the two sounds sounds very appealing to like full combos or full action is also uh, yeah i mean I the final you, fantasy 7 like remakes the... combat system is uh wow it's top is top notch a masterpiece yeah. you'll enjoy it because it, it does not the the atb command stuff does not um it's does, not does intrusive not, at all yeah and it doesn't it does not uh um it, it does slow it, it really lets down, you be boy not... swinging big sword yeah, cool. but you can be strategic and um, while still yeah executing some really fucking cool combos and stuff like that. Um, the one thing that that maybe is going to take a little bit of getting used to for me that like I may not uh, or I may feel like it's a bit of a loss is that your your inability to um, issue commands to party members, hmm. with the exception of your dog companion. In say in Final Fantasy 16, Red any, 13. Any, yeah, any companions cool. are uh any companions are um just AI. You know, you, you don't you only you only control Clive, the main character. Cloud. No, I'm talking about in 16, isn't it his name? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. I thought you were uh badly explaining seven for a second. No, no, no. Say it's like I say like, whereas, like, dog, like dog companion red thirteen. No, you uh, have a dog, you have a dog companion yes, in, in yes. sixteen, and he's the only yes. one that you can give commands to. Otherwise, it's just you've got AI AI uh you know yes. companions. Where and you can't do you can't do anything like and that, that's, so like ca- that's kind of how um, orders and take control of them. You can't do either of those in that's kind of how it worked <clears> in fifteen, where you never could take control of the other party members. Okay. But could you do commands though? Like, could you give them ATB commands? Maybe. I think each of them had one. It was like a thing like guardians type thing. Okay. Which I enjoyed. But it's been, been a little that. bit. Um, Before we uh, move on, Matt, on a st- where where do you put uh where do you put this one in terms of how hot the characters are because they're all Ooh. pretty hot they're looking they're oh looking God. pretty we're sexy do, we're doing a hotter nod of the final fantasy <laughs> here this time yeah they're looking pretty sexy i mean yeah th- this is definitely some top tier square enix character design uh the, yeah the, the, the bad the baddie got me she's she's got some fire i mean who, the, the bad the bad guy in 15 arden uh if you look him up he he's got some some sunder to him <laughs> the uh the uh the guy who uh controls the icon for um fuck is it titan yes in uh, this one he's just he's just a a a, a, a big a big hunk of beef <laughs> shall we say um, beef but he, he he looks like a, a really a, ja- a, re- a really a really jacked up uh, you know, beefy version of Jack from from uh, yes, Stranger yes, Paradise he does. Is really what he looks like. Yeah, interesting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. If I'm waiting for the, the crossover of that model. Yeah, um, but yeah. So the 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 various interviews that uh, Square Enix did for uh, you know this marketing push for Final Fantasy 16 led to my first story uh, choice of the episode was coming from um youtuber skill ups interview with yoshi p where he basically uh pissed off the you know the legendary creator by referring to he was like he asked a question about how jrpgs had or hadn't advanced as a genre and um yoshi p was just like you know took that and was like you know he's talking about i think uh totally understandably why 
he and, and plenty of other developers from Japan um, still have hard feelings about the term JRPG and felt like it was a derogatory term and it was a unnecessarily kind of othering idea of of these games it's like that basically I, mean, I, can, I can see the argument in the sense that yeah. like i i used it the other day when i was talking about like Eurojank. yeah like it, it kind of carry it can carry that similar connotation i think i don't know ben if you have more to add there i do think it's probably i think it's more become a term of endearment but i i definitely think it probably started out more of a negative oh it's a japanese rpg yeah Yeah, it was a way of saying that these things are fundamentally foreign and are Mm -hmm. in our you know again that they are other than us and like yoshi p says you know like we were just out to create rpgs right you know like of course these things have like uh you know their their unique cultural style to it as any 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 form of art or creative project is going to you know, reflect the, the, the culture, society values of the creators. That's, that's of course going to happen. And they're going to have these, this distinct feels that sure can create a subgenre, which is most people now. And I think is, it is both, both things can be correct, right? That it was initially a, you know, is like basically a derogatory type term that, that uh, was used to, you know, to silo off. It's like, oh, these aren't real RPGs. It, it what like you know because language matters like that right mm-hmm. what what we say when we when you put that j in front of it and make it jrpg it's you're insinuating that oh that that you know the western rpg that thing is the, true is, RPG. The, is the real yeah and true way to do it and that these are pale imitations or are weird fixations or you know are uh you know you know fan fan edits or whatever you know that, that they're just not that's it's not the real thing so i totally get it um or is it my brain i'm like i think of it almost as the opposite at this point like that's the, the rpgs they're, are they're where the, the masters good, <laughs> it's where the good stuff's coming it's where all the good yeah. the good stuff's coming from you know a good yes. western rpg is hard to find. <laughs> Uh, absolutely like i was like following it's like a, a a jeff grubb tweet and let me see if i can find it um he was basically like you know talking about how like yeah you, you will you will hear other additions to to the term like um you know uh arpgs or yeah. crpgs or whatever let me see if i can i don't know that I, probably it's in my likes somewhere because I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly the tweet you're talking about. Because I, I replied, the CRPG yeah, stuff. I, re- I replied to it. Um, so that <clears> might <throat> be the, the better way to find it. Um, bear, bear with me here as I, as I scroll through. Uh, so yes, the reason that JRPG has stuck around as a term and CRPG hasn't is because JRPG is, is a cool thing that people like and build their identity around while crpg sounds like nerd shit <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> and I that said, was like, that's perfect <laughs> and i was like and i was just basically just like i see I, and because this is true i personally see crpg used all the time in the various media circles that i like yeah. uh have immersed myself in but that is because i'm in fact a huge fucking nerd mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like I do think it has gotten to that point where it does mean like a cool, like it's, it's a positive now. Like there, that is one of the most uh, active type of fan bases out there, in my opinion, you know, it can be, it can definitely be toxic, but I think those people who are talking about JRPGs and using that term are generally enormous fans of the genre at this point. Um, as opposed to saying negative things about yeah but i could see how being from you know japan still has oh yeah still you know that absolutely that understanding or that feeling whereas you know we in america in the west you know using it's also kind of like that thing doesn't really matter here it's japanese food but if you go over to japan it's just called food you don't ask them for you know japanese food yeah you know this like you, you shouldn't go like over there and be talking be like 
you know what's it like making jrpgs when to them all they're doing is just making rpgs you know, the same thing with their twist i uh i was also like i mean in replies to those tweet uh you know wapo journalist uh gene park was you know commenting on it you know um as a person of Asian descent, you know, he has, you know, some authority to, to speak on these things. And like, and also someone in the industry, like say that here's the thing is like, we weren't, we in the podcast weren't around, you know, and involved in even remotely tangentially related to the industry as we maybe are now um, that, you know, it was a term that arose from journalists and from journalists who, you know, exclusively white journalists who were using it as a critical term. You know yes. um, that it it did it, it its origins were not good. It was particularly made to the point that Yoshi P is is um, kind of uh, asserting here. So he is correct, even though it's like it's not where it has gone. Because yes, language does evolve. Um, it doesn't mean that in like that they're not right to still be you know yeah understandably kind of uh, you know sour about it and pissed about it. Like I think it's 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 justifiable. Um, it it then created a whole it's totally disc- fair. it has created a whole fucking discourse though that uh you know we we don't need to wade through but you know it's just it's, it's <laughs> there's been a whole bunch of you know gamergate people of you know, kind of jumping in on it and making it pretty kind of annoying but um yeah so even even uhp says you know he's aware that the term has you know better connotation connotations now it's used as a positive but uh you know still like the 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 memories are still too fresh and that he it's clear that he does not love the term so you know let's uh i th- i think we can you know pretty much abide by you know if japanese creators don't like it then uh maybe don't use it uh, particularly with japanese creators yeah yeah these are just they're just role playing games folks we can uh, respect that yeah we can respect pronouns we can respect this ask <laughs> I think so. Uh, it's and, a. Go ahead. Won't hear me complaining about not having to call them that anymore. <laughs> One less letter saves me uh, a lot of time in texting over the course of my life. I was going to say, from Matt's favorite RPG that comes from the country of Japan to my favorite RPG <laughs> that comes from the country of Japan. Uh, you know, uh, we had some major Pokemon news coming out at the end of this month uh, that also has Pokemon some sleep. Yes, we, we've all been waiting for it. We couldn't get sleep without it. Now we have Pokemon it, sleep. It paints uh, a beautiful image of Pokemon fans to me that they need to make games to tell them to go and take a walk outside, <laughs> how to get a proper night's sleep. You know, and my Pokemon's personal not- favorite was Pokemon Smile which was the one that taught them to brush their teeth. <laughs> well, in, in order to have those fans When's Pokemon continue, deodorant? In, yeah. in order to have those fans continue to play the regular Pokemon games, you have to make sure they're somewhat healthy. I mean, they, they, you know, you give, them some, give them some props. Yeah, it's like, you know, we need to give them some, uh, some bit of, you know, heart health in order to, for them to, you know, be able to survive long enough to keep buying the slop that we, that we give them. Yeah. Come on. That is, act- that is actively damaging their physical and mental health. Um, Pokemon therapy. <laughs> yeah, is, no, exactly. Is, They're is buying there, better health. Pokemon is there, a, is there a, a therapist Pokemon? I know there are there are there are like nurse Pokemon. No, I think just like nurse Pokemon. I mean, the, um, I guess if, in the Pokemon you were, world. You were set up for a Vaporeon joke there and you didn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. I will say that and note that there was no Vaporeons in the Pokemon Sleep uh, commercial. Yeah, Although there yeah, were a lot of Pokemon in bed with humans. Yeah, you were saying that in the say. chat. Yeah, it's like they, they they knew that they were playing a dangerous game there. Yeah, I wonder if Vaporeon is even available in in Pokemon Sleep. Um, but I mean, other than some of the Pokemon announcements, uh, one of the reasons that I brought up Pokemon Presents is. There were leaks uh, that had happened just prior to the actual event um, that the leaks in and of themselves, you know, via Pokemon Presents were completely on point. Um, 
And one of the additional leaks that, uh, you know, additional information that was offered in that leak, and the leak came from a, a source that I don't have pride in saying the words, but it came from 4chan. Um, and this is like the second. <laughs> well, say, say like 4chan has a lot of video game stuff. Yeah. You know, there's a lot like, of Pokemon lot. users. I mean, well, this was a not lot of crossover. A lot of leaks. I mean, for 4chan incel and video game incel is not. Yeah. It's a circle. <laughs> so, it's a circle. Yeah, yeah. The Venn diagram is a circle. Yeah. So, so this leak came from a uh, contractor. Um, you know, that's part of another company, not Nintendo, that's contracted by Nintendo to work on uh, parts of the Pokemon games. Um, And so he verified pretty much everything uh, related to Scarlet and Violet that we got from uh, the Pokemon Presents. And this is what this guy was working on is Scarlet and Violet, uh, uh, you know, parts of that game. And so, you know, information about the dlc was on point the event raids that were released immediately were you know exactly on point um and one of the other things that was contained in those leaks was um that with the second dlc uh and because there's language barriers there's disagreement uh because it was like auto translated ai translated from whatever his native language was um whether it meant the second DLC in part in this package that was released with Pokemon Presents or a second DLC package coming later, um, that they are working on upscaling and like uh, an update for Scarlet and Violet to be compatible with the next generation Switch console that's going to release with the second DLC. So again, whether it's the second part of this first dlc package meaning probably um there's been you know part of the issue with pokemon presents is there was two dates given for these dlcs one saying that the first the first part will be released in fall the second in winter of 2023 the other one saying um winter and then spring of 2024 so no uh can't really pinpoint exactly a timeline um, but they are already working on upscaling, you know, the this game, um, which it seems that Pokemon is going to stick with for at least a couple of years um, for a next generation, uh, not a Switch like OLED model or anything, just a completely next generation console so from that, Nintendo. That means that means that like you know they're you said they're sticking with you know Scarlet and Violet. They're not going to do another with their release schedule you'd think that they would put out another one you know by that by that time you know that they would just you know finish okay this one is you know the last one on the i mean they may switch hardware let's do another one they may put out like remakes of other games but it would be you know we're stuck with generation nine scarlet and violet probably for at least another four years similar to or three years similar to uh uh sword and shield um and you know they'll just put DLC packages. And, and and that's part of the reason there was uh there's rumors that the, you know there'll be a, a completely second a completely separate and second package of DLCs that will come probably at least spring of 2024. Um and you know that would be when um you know with that release of of those that DLC content there will be uh the new console being released as well um that's the part i find most dubious about this is the insinuation that the the launch is essentially paired with a dlc which they would never use as the big push oh I, I'm, it's, it's, I think it would just it would just be an additional thing yeah it, it wasn't saying that like the dlc is going to be the like the breath of the wild it wasn't saying that it was just like Pokemon is going to release the DLC once the new console comes out. Um, and, and, you know, they're already upgrading Scarlet and Violet for that. Um, that also just feels kind of like a safe leak because, like, at this point, it's inevitable that there's another console coming in the next year or two. I mean, sure. It just gave just based you know, on timing. My thing was like, it, it gave us some it, grain of salt, you know, of. of 
uh information more, more to than tie we've it really to kind of seen, seen before yeah and it's been you know the, these leaks have been credible from this guy yeah and, the, and there's the been more been verified yeah the rest have been verified he there was another one as well um uh, that I, I haven't gotten to look into as much um but it, it has i don't think it's been verified as much as, as this one but uh yeah just the again the fact that you know pokemon is is sticking with it it's going to get crossed over into the new generation um it, well, so and then one of the other things that stuck out to me with that was backwards compatibility um i don't think that we are going to see you know the jump in cartridges from uh the 3ds to the switch where you know it wasn't compatible there and obviously there was you know technical reasons why that couldn't happen um but it seems that you know in this this leak he was making certain to say this is not a like OLED upgrade to the Switch. It's a completely you know next generation console, um, and and you know presumably Pokemon Scarlet and Violet cartridges are going to be it's compatible. So you know meaning all Switch games will be compatible, whether it's two separate slots or you know the same slot. You know. Uh, we are going to get that tradition of you know Nintendo's backwards compatibility on their their uh, consoles that we lost in the the DS to I mean, Switch just, yeah, jump. The, the, the Switch is just so popular. Well, that, like, the, the that DS and would... Switch weren't really a jump; they were separate product lines, is how they were viewed. It, the the was... 3DS's death was the death of their handheld dedicated line. Is essentially how they're going about things right now. Saying, it would just it would piss off two. it would piss off way too many people to not have because the switch is just such a popular and widely adopted what's it uh, at 122 million units yeah right around there something I mean, it's something that i expect no way that they would not yeah it's like we're but it was one, just like we're, this we're, is confirmation you know, we're, we're too close right. also means that, that jump where they, uh, where they can they sell the new on, the so. new console with mario kart 8 deluxe switch edition yep yep, uh, yep. bundles <laughs> Never getting, yeah, I mean, another, never getting another Mario, Mario Kart that. 8 Deluxe Plus yep. on Switch 2. And I think, I mean, that timing also would mean from a, a console cycle perspective that they start with, you know, a pretty legendary, if not one of the most legendary Zelda games, and then end with the sequel as like the last big release for the Switch. It's a nice, it's a nice bookend. It's a yeah. nice yeah. bookending. It really is. I mean, you you, you don't poetic. typically get two Zeldas per console. It's very rare. Uh, usually when you do, it's because of crossover. So, like, technically Breath of the Wild was the Wii U's last game as well. Uh, because They made a, cross- a Wii U version? Yeah, it was a cross-console game. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep. Uh, it ran like shit on the Wii U. Because <laughs> the Wii U runs, uh, runs like shit. But... Did you ever um, own the Wii U, Matt? No, I never owned the Wii U. Uh, I didn't think so. Well, what did the U stand for in Wii U? I, I never See, that It was that. bad marketing is what it stood for. <laughs> because uh, it confused too many people on how it like related to the Wii. Because a lot of people thought it was just like an add-on. Add-on, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was a whole I separate I thought it was system. an add-on did, for a while. It had backwards compatibility with the Wii. So like it does, uh, to wrap it back to what... Uh, like Nintendo has a history of their yeah. home consoles and their uh, handheld Hands. consoles all having some form of at least early life cycle backwards compatibility. Uh, Cause like the DS originally had the Game Boy Advance slot, uh, but I think it was the DS Lite was the next one or the yep. DSi, one of the two. Uh, drop the slot. They're, they're so bad with regular game preservation that they have to do at least something, you know? To... Yeah. Because the only console that didn't have, abandon all their their games game library, the only the ha- uh, home console that didn't have true backwards compatibility was the GameCube. Yep, and that was because cartridge uh, to disc, cartridge yeah. to mini disc, and like you could play Game Boy games on the GameCube, yep. so that's something. Speaking of Game Boy, though, the biggest disappointment for that that uh, the yes, pre- no Game Boy Pokemon was, was on no. NSO. No, yeah, no. Yeah. People no were upset with that. I mean, that there was a lot of things wrong with the Pokemon Presents. That was one of them. That was a huge um, expectation uh, that that was. They showed come something about. about the trading card game one, though, right? 
That was yeah, the first that, thing. That, they're, yeah, they're going back to classic. Already. They're going to cla- they're going back to classic uh, Pokemon card game stuff, and they're going to be releasing new sets. No, but oh, they, I thought they it did was a, the, po- the, they did the Game, the game. Boy game. Yeah, they, there's a it is. They showed that in the NSO uh, trailer for Game Boy. Yeah, that that's on there, and that came out before presents, um, or at least was you know, Nintendo said it was going to do it. I don't know if it actually was you know live at that point, but. So that that was missing the game, you know, the Game Boy games being on there. Pokemon Stadium is on it now, right? Pokemon Stadium is on. Oh there, hell yeah! Um, which I I want to play that. It's multiplayer. Um, yes, on the Switch I will play that. I would love. To Are you play sure that. it's on there? I, it I thought I saw that it's upcoming. Nope. March. I, th- I think the the date I saw was March 9th. Uh, okay, well, so that's imminent. That's okay. imminent. Yeah. When I when I like when you were like texting like oh we should play Stadium I googled it and it looked like it said it's upcoming. Oh, uh, well. Whatever it, it's very soon or there yeah, already, but re, you know, regardless, yeah, it's March that, 9th, it's in a few days. Um, and then the other thing that was missing was, uh, you know, the every it was actually crazy. And this is this goes to you know, reporting around uh, Nintendo and Pokemon. Um, we know that you're going to get home compatibility with Scarlet and Violet, it's been uh, said spring. 2023 that we would get it that's on the same timeline that uh brilliant diamond and shining pearl got it after their november release um so (laughs) there was so much reporting about like news about pokemon home we got news about pokemon home and pokemon presents (laughs) the news was they changed it from spring 2023 to early 2023 and no one knows what the fuck that means whether yeah, that ooh. is earlier than spring or <laughs> later than i spring. think i think early uh gives them the, the cutoff date of everything before 50 percent of the year yeah, yeah. I, well that's what some people are saying but like there's some people in the community that are convinced that it means like like by the end of this month like the first quarter of early means anything before december 31st yeah, yeah. they would say they would say quarter if they meant it yeah or just give that. us a date at this time so i don't know what their yeah. their ploy is i don't know why I thought the other news just, was just some, no, some regular no pokemon pokemon, pokemon stadium connection they like removed yes. that i did that. see that too yeah people are mad about yeah. that i wasn't surprised that they did that though I, i'm surprised that people are not just playing with the random pokemon uh, level 50 pokemon that they give you in pokemon stadium it's just easier no they were it's transferring pokemon out of pokemon stadium because there was like exclusives and shit um that people want to have in the new games they can put more of their uh nostalgia into game freaks uh palm of their yeah, hand so, yeah yeah Matt, the second you, you stop paying they you made this away jo- from you you made this your childhood joke, away. Uh, or like you made this joke in the group chat. This was when they first announced the Game Boy emulators and what they had present. This was even before the announcement for the Pokemon Presents. And like people are like, you know, yeah, there's some good games here, but like, why are you? Why are you not? It just seems obvious. Why would you not put some, you know, OG Pokemon on there? You know, that would get people trying that out in droves. You know, signing up for the expansion pass if you put it on there, that would be huge, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you know, Matt made the joke. That it was just like uh, you know, there's the, the putting the conspiracy hat on. You know, it's just that Game Freak is not going to allow them putting the actual good games on to remind people what a good game actually was. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong because <laughs> that would keep them playing the new shit and buying the new DLC. Though, and... though there are rumors uh, and with doing new DLC. raid battles because now yeah. he's got a new hat. <laughs> with the with the dlc in scarlet and violet there's a chance that we're going to a, um, a different region a la you know second gen uh johto to kanto so that's exciting and also, I just love the, the difference in the discourse between the pokemon community and their dlc and the soul uh souls community and the elden ring dlc <laughs> where we're all just bowing down to the still image and just but yeah it's it's totally the chad and virgin stuff like you know here's like you know here's i I didn't i didn't want to be i made you the crying wojack yeah Uh, (laughs) here are the different clothes and all that stuff and just like the yes we announced a dlc here's a still picture and say nothing else and watch everyone go wild 
But yeah, it's funny. It's good. All um, right. You know what? So you know what's not funny is uh, Andrew, your your story. Yeah. Here, as the, as we're becoming more and more PC gamers here on the channel. Yeah. So the state of PC ports. Uh, so we got a, an article from uh, West Fenland at PC Gamer. PC gamers are getting fed up with one shitty port after another. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that we need to run through all the intense details of this, of this piece, which really does a good job of summarizing a lot of the issues we've seen as some of these major games have gotten PC ports over the last two years or so. Um, but for me, I thought this was like a really interesting article that kind of helps describe from my perspective, the state of the gaming industry as a whole, where we continue to see more extractive strategies from these companies and get shittier games in the meantime. And so uh, what you also what have Wes, a, a bigger influx of uh, studios designing console first PC second now. Yeah, which, which is not, weird, is which not is the case that me. it's always been. Well, yeah, because it's weird to me, right? Like, uh, in in a lot of in a, in a lot of the media and stuff, you get the sense that PC gaming is more niche, yet it is a such a larger market. Console, con, the console share is still so much smaller, but the 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 media concentration around console is higher. Therefore, it results in you know the investment. Uh, you know, it's it's a vicious circle. You know, it's just like that the you know the the media well, the investment in it is just gonna is gonna prioritize console. And I don't there's really whole, know why. There's whole stuff around like um, I don't remember if you remember the Elden Ring launch back February last year. Yeah, I remember um, PC had where, was the one that really had some issues. Where Sony had the best running version of the game, and PC Delusion. and PC struggled because it turned out that. Uh, Sony had directly, you know, given uh, the From Software team, you know, PS5 dev kits early so that they could, you know, keep everything flowing and build it together that way. Um, well, another, you're, you're, get, you're ahead, getting sorry. that in the indie indie sphere too, um, especially Nintendo. Nintendo has dipped their finger a lot into helping indie studios uh, by providing them the Switch uh, dev kits and stuff uh, for free on their end. So that's why you've seen a lot of indie games go switch PC first. Uh, but yeah, you do see that trend. That's that is interesting. It's mostly just around. Uh, I think console uh, manufacturers have started to sniff on uh, if they can get the better running version first. That you'll get more people who will buy the consoles so that they can have the games running better at first and not waiting for I don't know PC it, patch four weeks later to get something. Yeah, but I don't know if necessarily the market as a whole are people that are concerned with that uh that as a distinction and you know and a reason for their choice in gaming. Like I don't think necessarily normies. PC gaming is very intimidating for a lot of people. Yeah, I, mean, I would agree. In there I would agree with four that. Four weeks to get a game playable and patches is not a. But I, I, I would agree with. I think the point that you're making, Mike, is that like uh, the majority of the people who are going to be buying consoles buy it because it is easier. It's yes. plug and play. Yeah. There's it, less. There's less finagling to do. So someone is not who is who is going to be drawn to that is is not even going to be paying attention to technical performance exactly they're not even going to be looking it's at the access. articles for like yeah okay, yes but that, the technical performance also adds to that plugin just put the game in and it works and they sure, can play but it. what i'm just saying is like i don't think that that is a consumer choice or like or like that is something on the consumer's the average consumer's mind in making the choice to go console over pc i think that's just ancillary that comes with it and that's like an added bonus for them but i don't think that you know that is a, a you know they're making that conscious decision based on that information there i can i can understand your that. average consumer it, like and especially your average console consumer that is looking for some level of just plug and play and you know matt i think you're right that that you know adds into that plug and play and maybe that is like a you know part of the collective idea of plug and play to them but you know their their choice isn't bored out on that 
distinction. It's also just easier on the development side because everyone has the same exact hardware, same exact spec. So yep. you get the same exact experience on every machine. Yeah, I think you, you explained it. You, you don't have people who are running uh, 12-year-old processors and GPUs that are held together with toothpicks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, toothpicks, a, sta- there's a standard tape. of there's a standard of technology of technology when it comes to the consoles which is and that's the other part of this that i found um alarming and i think like looking at the future of of the industry like where where microsoft wants to push is to everyone being more of a pc gamer slash using their game pass uh, whenever we get the USB stick, that'll run it on your TV, and I think that's that's where this really starts you to can alarm already me. Run it on a, a bunch of Samsung TVs. No, All absolutely. The new Samsung TVs have Game Pass built right in. Yeah, absolutely. but like that's and, and that's their, their uh, model that they're going towards is like I don't even think it's necessarily PC, Andrew. I think it's just the streaming. I mean, that's model. just server farms because they just want everything to be on their servers. Yeah, right. And they just want you to have a a stream connection in. Yep. And and but where where that's alarming is that these ports that are now coming out are not are so unoptimized that like unless you have the most expensive rig, you're not getting the yeah, PC experience you exactly used to get. Case. Yeah. There, there's and, there's more than enough games that have launched now in the past year, year and a half, that if you had, you know, a 3090 and a 12th Gen I9, you still were having issues. Mm-hmm. You know, right, maintaining like, 60 frame per you, second experience. Uh, you've been decrying it a lot as we've been like posting these things in the chat as we keep up with them, Matt. That like, you know, as like, you know, we're like Warhammer fans here. The Warhammer games have been so fucking bad. Like, that's a perfect example of like the Dark Tide game. Like, my machine is not like super, super high end, but it's pretty powerful. But it's, and, it's, like, it's new and it's pretty and strong for new. Yeah. yeah and it would it would my my pc would struggle to play dark tide at above medium settings it would struggle that if andrew tried to play it on his laptop it would probably explode yeah and and that's my concern is like as we continue to see this and as as the general gamer has less of a technically advanced uh system look at it from the conspiracy side where uh Releasing more unoptimized games pushes gamers to buy higher end hardware. Well, I, th- right, I actually exactly. think it's the opposite. I was actually going to say the opposite. And that I think that it may end up being a push for streaming and that PC gaming goes completely it's towards too the hard. streaming. It's too hard. Inac- it's too inaccessible. It's too expensive. Just get your fucking Amazon Fire Stick and, and you yeah. know. And play your latest because we've seen how you know xbox is out of the console race sony and nintendo just like doing their own thing especially nintendo doing their own thing i think Nintendo doesn't care about anybody anything yeah whatever i mean 122 million reasons not to care yeah Yeah. no and they have every reason (laughs) to do what they're doing and keep doing it what is it like 80 million copies of mario kart 8 deluxe or something stupid yes it was was, it's over 80 million but so like you know not only with the issues of getting um you know chips and uh getting graphics cards um you know just on top of that the performance issues and the issue to the developer of having to do it on so many different levels for so many you know varying uh specs that if you just go towards streaming as the you know the 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 other option to consoles it's again just in one you know development kit whatever the streaming one is you don't have to necessarily uh different services will run different specs of farms sure sure but what their servers will look like but there will what you're saying is there would probably be a standard of like these are the the server farm specs that you yeah, can right. run, and these are your I mean, data speed I mean, connection let's, limits. Let's, we, what we see with industry consolidation, though, those those different specs are going to become narrower and narrower. You know, yes, Xbox is because to, I mean, know, if Xbox, you if, if you Microsoft look at the octopus, run cloud gaming pretty much everywhere. Yeah, you know, I was going to say if you look already. at the octopus of who runs the cloud servers around the world, it's like three companies. Yeah. yeah. So that is that is already a pretty significant standard, and one of them is trying to make the largest uh, tech acquisition of all time. Yeah. Uh, so all in all, it just can. This is, just, I think, 
highlights the concerning trend of like, we're just going to get shittier made games. Like they're not going to run as well. And that's where the industry is pushing things. Or, or you I might this end highlighted up that with pretty a weird well. niche, like the Steam Deck, which could be like, you might end up with quote unquote console PCs. Hmm. Which is Amazon is doing everything they can to advertise them to me through Instagram. I mean, they've existed for a while now. It's just the Steam Deck has really popularized and really hit the price point right because typically the handheld gaming PCs of the past were $1,200, Just get a PC at that point. Yeah, and it's like, or, or just buy a regular laptop at yeah. that point if yeah. you need something that's portable. Um, but you know what? You know what? Like uh, where PC gaming will always have its... Uh, its day in the sun is in the modding community without pc gaming we would never have gotten the realistic vaginas uh in, <laughs> in, in the witcher 3 it's not a real big story i just i had to mention it. i had to yeah, throw it out there it was a great That's, one though. i mean there's other great mod things too like the thomas yeah. the tank engine mods of skyrim if i i've said if i ever went back to skyrim i would do two mods i would do thomas the tank engine for the dragons and the scaling one where you can turn your Catman character into Puss in Boots. That's, oh my God. I have not seen that one. That's yeah, incredible. It said, it's like you, you can scale different objects. So you make a, a cat person rogue and you shrink him down to the size of an actual house cat. Um, that's uh, now I need it. Now I need Antonio Banderas to, <laughs> to, vo- to do some, voice, to do the to voice do acting. Voicing, yeah. Uh, Someone, you're thinking about this wrong. You need to make it uh, happen. An AI, AI to rip yeah. all the Antonio <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. from his acting career and then string it together into coherent sentences and words and train the language uh, creation bot. Someone do that, please. All right, folks. Well, I think that probably does it for us today. Any final thoughts? Any other ga- hot gaming takes that we've got uh, that we just got to get out now? Um, we are i mean mine just continues to be there are too many games there are too many games to play uh too many things that i just i There's want too to many play. games to play and now you're on that elden weed yeah <laughs> i mean i'm at least okay in that like the the munch the, the munch, i, I the, hope you're the, ready the, for that moment where you look out the window and you're like wait the snow's not on the ground yeah anymore. it's <laughs> melting yeah you've been playing for two straight months yeah let's so, like for at least at least the month of march and the first part of april for for games that are on my uh radar for new releases is fairly sparse uh yeah this is a fairly uh open part of the year right now that that was why like i was intentional i was like okay now's the time um but in speaking of which now's the time is the time for i i really want to wrap up so i can go and play some more it's some of that lands between Absolutely. All right, folks. Uh, you can support us uh, in a variety of ways. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash campaign comrades. If you're really feeling generous, you can give us, you can, you know, connect your, your Twitch account to your Amazon prime and give a, get a sub for free. Uh, otherwise you can follow us on Twitter at Campcom pod. You check out the YouTube. I am almost done writing my script for my atomic heart video. That's coming out. The, let me pull it up. My script, I think, now is at nine pages. Nice, nice, nice. Maybe yeah, a little like bit longer. I, I, I still need to do sixty-page dissertation. <laughs> I, I still need to do edits. Um, Single-spaced, size ten font. Okay, no, actually, it's like I was playing with with fonts and stuff that I will probably like take your advice, Mike, and up the font for readability when yeah. i'm actually recording but just at like you know regular size 12 font i am at just set the pages but i still have i still have to do the whole story section want to know what my secret was when i took my public speaking course in college i wrote my stuff on microsoft powerpoint <laughs> a good I, I had target i had targets for start and end points to go to my next slide so that i knew like timing wise where i should be that is a good one. All right. Um, but that is it for us. Uh, for those of you uh, listening at home, keep on gaming. And we will see. If you're listening to this live at home, uh, don't forget to check out the streams, you know, Tuesday for, you know, the stories that didn't get the cut. 
Yep, that um, will that will we'll be doing Uncut Comrades this coming Tuesday, Wednesday and, with Andrew doing his thing. Thursday really? with Ben probably going back to Mass Effect. I assume. Yeah, yeah I got. I, I'm not going to abandon Mass Effect. I can't do it. I and enjoy then, it a lot. You know, I, I'm not going to do that. That Saturday, you can watch the second stream of me playing Last of Us and yes. pooping and peeing my <laughs> pants in fear. <laughs> yeah. Because we're that's I think our next episode, so we're gonna be altering our release schedule just a little bit in order to for this month just to coincide with the um, the finale of Last of Us. That'll be our adaptation Finally. episode for this for this week or for this month. Sorry, is the first season of The Last of Us. So yeah, Matt's getting getting some gaming in to uh, properly appreciate it. But uh, stay tuned for that. Probably, so I think we're off from recording next week because it's only the week after. Uh, but until then, bye-bye.